Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Use Your Powers for Good. I'm your host, Carolyn Oprah-Moselle, and I am so glad you're here. This is a podcast to inspire leaders, managers, and supervisors to use their powers for good and put more kindness into the world. Today's guest is Miranda Liverpool. Miranda is an energy healing and reflexology practitioner and joyful living coach. Miranda provides holistic healing and coaching to anyone seeking support with their healing and growth journey. She also has a focus on helping helping to provide sleep support to those who are struggling to get enough sleep, experience restful sleep, that's me, create and create good sleep habits, that's me, and get enough sleep. So raise my hand on all three of those. And so that's what she's going to um, talk to us to talk to us about today. Um, her focus on getting good quality sleep. Hi, Miranda. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. So tell us about your story and uh, what made you interested in being um, in holistic healing and reflexology. Uh, well, I guess uh, my interest in in holistic healing and reflexology like really came from my own personal experiences. Um, I guess my first interactions with it would have been uh, receiving, going to see a holistic uh, natural path uh, mm-hmm. practitioner, uh, doing acupuncture, Reiki, reflexology, things like that, simply out of a, a recommendation from a friend of mine. and. Uh, I found the work to be so powerful and so transformative in many different ways beyond just uh, feeling better physically. I could really notice the difference that shifted in my energy and uh, just like my mental patterns and just really helped with my growth and and transformation. And I just kind of hit a point where, you know, some people talk about they almost just feel like they have a, a calling. I just kind of hit a point where it became something that I really wanted to look into for myself and uh it it just kind of felt naturally natural for me to kind of move into that into that direction which became increasingly uh i had the increased chance of being able to pursue that even more over the past couple of years with with covid and and most of my the work that i was doing i was i've been a professional entertainer for 15 years so i've always been about things that really feed the soul for starters um and then i had increased time to really build that side of of my business practice over the past two years and uh yeah it's been it's been amazing i was drawn obviously to the things that i felt the most resonance with uh, that made the most shifts for me and then it became something that i wanted to be able to practice and offer to others nice so so just for clarification for those who don't know tell us about um reflexology so what is that about uh, reflexology it is a holistic healing practice uh, very ancient it, it it dates back to well over 5,000 years ago originating in places like India and Japan really connected to Ayurvedic medicine and it's basically um, stimulating pressure points in our bodies uh, that are all connected to different uh, muscle groups and organs uh, it it really tends to a lot focus on the feet that's kind of the basis of reflexology however you can also do it on the hands on the face on the ears and we basically have 
pressure points that are connected to all different parts of our body. And by stimulating those reflexes, we are helping with uh, better functioning of our body, our organs, better energy flow. We are uh, activating our parasympathetic nervous system. So that's our rest and repair, which is really important in the, these uh, stressful societies and times mm -hmm. that we live in. And it's really a way to help bring your body back into balance and better, better functioning. I know it's, it's funny, the older that I'm getting, the more I am appreciating those pressure points that help soothe things. <laughs> you know, especially the, the, the foot. I, well, I, for those who don't know, I, I, I attended a workshop Miranda had a few days ago, and I've always known like the foot has like all of these pressure points and everything, but I never knew what to do with them. I just know that like if you you um, stepped on your foot a certain way or an awkward way that things happen and like your like if your feet hurt um like it feels like everything in your body hurts so i i was i'm i've always known that the feet were like something very powerful in our whole system but um like i said the older that i'm getting the more i'm appreciating like what the positive places are on my feet so that I can um, um, activate those things and feel better. Yeah. So um, so we, we are going to hopefully, I'll ask you a little later about like the, the how to, some of those things you talked about, about pressure points on your feet to make you feel better. So, but back to um, a sleep routine. So, you know, this is an audience of, like I said, leaders and managers and supervisors and so what do they need to know about better sleep and a night routine to get there? Uh, I think especially when we're talking about like leaders and we're looking at the workplace, uh, I think it's really important to realize the actual importance of sleep and the way it can really affect your work performance. You know, um, you know, I've, like I was talking about in, in the workshop, it is amazing to me how much people are walking around just kind of with this overall sense of like exhaustion and fatigue and really in today's society at least in these busy you know these these busy societies especially in north places in north america or certain places in asia for instance has it as well um it's really the societal norm of just like walking around completely exhausted we wouldn't most of us wouldn't walk around being completely starved all day long Right. Good point. <laughs> but it's, you know, but it's it's completely acceptable to just be walking around tired and not even working at our optimal state. But it's like it's just an accepted reality that people believe is there. Whereas like if it really came down to it, like I said in the workshop, if it really came down to it, our bodies can technically survive. We can keep going for 25 days without food if you really had to. I pray nobody ever needs to, but yeah. we really had to. But however, we can only go six or seven days without sleep. Hmm. Interesting. If somebody comes up to you and says, I only ate a third of the amount of calories that I need to function properly today or for the past five days, you would be genuinely concerned for their health and well-being. Right. But when people walk up and say, yo, I'm running on three hours of sleep today, it's yeah. normal. It's yeah. right. And then especially in some work cultures, it's it's almost like a badge of honor. It's like we're in a competition to see how much can we do and how much can I function and what can I get done 
well, I did it in five hours of sleep. I did it on four hours of sleep. I did it on three hours of sleep. It's like bragging rights. Yeah. You're, you're so, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have a story. The value system <laughs> really seems to be slightly skewed when at the end of the day, especially when you're talking about workplace, mm -hmm. having more sleep, having more quality sleep is actually going to improve what you're able to do. It's actually going to increase your productivity. It's going to help your cognitive function, your ability to make better decisions mm -hmm. and process and create memories, intake information and be able to actually remember them right yeah. it's, it's amazing how much it will actually help your work performance and yet we're all working with this like one hand tied behind our backs yeah thinking that thinking that we're that we're giving ourselves a leg up in a race it's, it's completely backwards that is that is so true and it, it reminded me of when i was assistant deputy mayor and um this woman that, I, that I, I did economic development and um, this woman was like, she told the mayor how, you know, I'm so responsive and she even got an email from me at three o'clock in the morning and, and she like thought that was so awesome. Little did she know I couldn't sleep because I had stuff on my mind and I was exhausted, but I couldn't go to sleep because again, I had stuff on my mind. And so I just decided to respond to emails, you know, it, 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 I am generally, I was, you know, of course responsive, but, you know, not necessarily at three o'clock in the morning as a way of doing business. But that particular night, I was just like, I, I just couldn't sleep. So I figured the next best thing to do is to, um, you know, respond to emails. So I didn't have the tools that I have today to understand like how to, you know, maybe um, calm, calm myself down through some meditation or some type of relaxation or anything like that. You know, it, it was somewhat <clears throat> of a badge of honor to, um, to, to be that responsive because the people around me, they were like, oh, wow. You know, I'm like, no, it wasn't wow. It was <laughs> like, I was really sleepy. Well, I mean, exhausted, but I couldn't go to sleep. So it wasn't, no, not wow, but thank you. Uh, but that's what a lot of like leaders in the workplace go through. So there's no boundary. There's, there's no boundaries put in place that separates. Okay. Like the work day is over. It's time for me to spend time with my family or it's time right. to meet for me to work on my health or, you know, my you know resting my mind all of these different things there's no there's no boundaries and then we're surprised that we can't like get to sleep regularly at night when our bodies are used to working until two o'clock in the morning or or receiving work notifications and emails at 3 a.m and feeling like we need to respond to them because if we were you know god forbid resting or taking time for ourselves you know that might mean that we're lazy or it might right. stop us from advancing in our companies and in our careers. Yep. It's, you know, and then we're, we're surprised that there's an epidemic of, mm -hmm. of sleep deprivation and, and fatigue. We're looking at 75% of people are suffering from mm -hmm. sleep problems, from symptoms of sleep problems, whether it's they're too stressed to go to sleep okay. or they're waking up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. or they're sleeping but then they wake up feeling unrefreshed because they're not actually getting quality sleep or you know getting into any of the deeper phases of sleep that actually restore our mm -hmm. our minds and our bodies 
Like it's it's literally an, yeah. an, an epidemic. But like I said, it's just so accepted mm -hmm. and just just part of the norm and workplace culture that it it, it just continues. Yeah. And you know, if there is one person in my life that you when I you I was listening to your statistics <clears throat> when you said 75% of people. But there is like, I would say, yes, I agree with that. And there is one person in my life, my sister-in-law, who religiously goes to bed at nine o'clock every day. And I tease her a lot because she is like up in the morning, early, refreshed, like go to the grocery store, refreshed. You know, like who is at the grocery store at six thirty in the morning? I don't understand this. And you know, she's always, I always tease her because you know she has to be to work at eight thirty, but she's you know logged in at seven thirty. I'm like, who does that? Who is like mentally prepared and refreshed enough to do that? But you, I know that if I want to speak to D anytime in the evening, I have to call by eight thirty. Otherwise, she is preparing herself to be in the bed at nine o'clock. Period. Don't call her because you you will get sleepy. Deep. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the only person that I know who has like a true nighttime routine, and you know is refreshed in the morning. So it, there is something to you know making sure that you make the adjustments to have a routine. And, um, and and it is something to be said how, you know, more productive you can be as a result of that. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's 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 data. That's not mm -hmm. just right. speculating. There is data, there is study that shows like the importance of sleep for your cognitive function to be mm -hmm. able to, to process information, right? It's like during sleep that our brains are able to take information, our unconscious mind you know, turns and goes through things to help us make better decisions the next day, to help us come up with, you know, if you want to look at innovation, coming up with ideas and new, new angles to look at things. That happens through a refreshed mind, through a mind that has had the chance to take in information and go through it and come up with, come up with new ideas. The only way to actually take in information, be able to absorb it like a sponge and create it into a memory is by taking that time to get restful sleep. And it's so simple. It is. It, it is <laughs> when you really think about it. And even just for memory and for functioning. I mean, I've, I have, you know, I have a client who is in management and, I, you know, she talks about like, I've been working at this company for over 10 years, you know, and I will go in exhausted you know, and I will see somebody who who works there, an employee that I've known for five years, and I can't think about what the, what their name is. And she's wow. like, "That's not okay." Like, right. as a manager, that's not how does how does that work for? You know, we're gonna talk about leadership. How does that work for company morale? Like, for right. you want to be like, uh, uh, <laughs> and they're like, really? Like, well, that's enough to make you think your value has declined. Exactly. Like, and I hear about, you know, I was working at a, you know, I was working at an IT firm for, for a while and things like that. You hear, you hear about stories about business deals, million dollars worth, multi-million dollar business deals that go down the drain because the person who was on it could not remember the client's name. Like when it wow. came down to doing negotiations, little things like that. So if you want to talk about, if you, like, if you really want to pin it on a, on a, on a value of mm -hmm. finance. Mm -hmm. even just being in the proper mind space to be able to deal 
with clients properly and remember mm -hmm. simple little things of of simple little things that need to you need to remember right. to be able to close a deal right to, right. to have your mind be sharp and focused and be able to answer questions to be in a decent enough mood that you can carry on a good conversation with somebody and be able to relate to somebody well that's for clients that's for employees like mm -hmm. i really do feel like especially leaders in industry really need to take on some of these characteristics so that they can work better they can function at their optimal state. They can be making the best decisions for their companies. Mm -hmm. And then they can also be understanding that the importance of sleep and rest for the mind, for the body, to understand that that's not only important for them, but it's important for their employees as well mm -hmm. to really help with morale and performance. I mean, that also is, are things that have been studied and proven mm -hmm. like it, mm -hmm. it's you know Stanford University did studies on this like overworked workers are less productive you know that yeah getting better sleep is doing things like you're still maintaining your productivity but mm -hmm. you have more job satisfaction you have less stress you there's more company loyalty there's mm -hmm. better teamwork it, it, it's actually going to benefit your business and, and your career to actually be prioritizing things like sleep and self-care into the workplace, right? And that, you know, it, we, we, and we, those are things like when it comes to ourselves, <clears throat> those are things that we don't, you know, really readily do. I'm not going to say everyone, because I do know a lot of people um, in my circles who prioritize, you know, um, exercise and, you know, I work for a mayor who who is like like I one time I had to tell her assistant, please do not remove exercise from her schedule because it was not a good outcome. So, you know, so she prioritizes exercise to make sure that, you know, she is was ready and available to do the work that she needed to do. And, you know, so you know, there could be a case made for absolutely made for wellness whether it's exercise or getting a good night's sleep being parts of um, uh, being being responsible for great leadership yeah you know that's not all that comes with it you know there's there are other things but that is really is part of like a foundation if you will um, that contributes to you being a good leader and just showing up number one with um, showing up refreshed and ready to go and you know and with all of the energy that you need to lead people so yes. you know I, I think we could make a lot of um, have a lot of data um, around um, what the effects of having um, taking care of your wellness including uh, having a good night's sleep um, yes. can do for leadership so I, I'm going to tell all the leaders out there if you're feeling tired and stressed overwhelmed go to sleep Absolutely. <laughs> love yourself, go to sleep. It is a form love yourself of enough to go to sleep. <laughs> it's a form of self-care. You know, mm -hmm. we, we all say it, you know, self-care isn't just bubble baths are fantastic. But like it, sleep is such an important pillar for all different areas of wellness yeah. and all different areas of your life. And I think people think about that. They know it for exercise they know it for diet they know that like stress is a bad thing sleep is really a pillar in all of those as well sure. sleep is necessary 
for your body to function correctly. It's necessary for you to have energy to do your workouts. It's necessary for your body to be in optimal state that your diet is working the way that it should, that it can take in the nutrients, that your hormones are are not out of whack and, you know, all, all over the place. You can eat well, but if you're not sleeping well, you're still not going to be having the optimal health that you want. Stress, sleep, things like diet and exercise are huge pillars when it comes to dealing with stress and anxiety and sleep is right up there with them as well. So it's really, it, it really needs to be part, it needs to be part of the calculation for any goal that you're trying to achieve for any type of wellness and overall well-being. It's, it's, sleep isn't, isn't, it's, it, it needs to be non-negotiable really it's not something yeah. that you're like and if i've got the chance i'm gonna toss in a nap as well like it's it's right. necessary yeah. speaking of naps i am a person who cannot go to sleep or take a nap during the day when like it's daytime outside it's just something about there being daylight and taking a nap makes me feel unproductive i think yeah. that is really what's, ha- what's happening now that i'm saying it out loud because my husband can just take a nap in the middle of the day and you know I feel like I've tried and it was like it was I think I stressed myself out more just trying to like take a nap so so it was counterproductive but I you know I think that um, it's something to be said about that as well as part of like a routine Um, I don't know how you what you found out about that I find for naps, it, it, it can be a little bit individual, right? If you're somebody who struggles a lot to fall asleep at night, having a nap during the day is probably not going to serve you mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you, you know, you sleep pretty well, you have a pretty regular schedule and you find that in the afternoon you hit a little bit of a slump, which we all do, mm-hmm. which a lot of us, you know, we tend to connect to things like oh like we have like a post-lunch dip or something right. like that right it, it's really something that happens in our biology we have a point in the afternoon normally sometime between like one and three our body temperature drops you know melatonin production starts to creep in and we actually have moments of fatigue and that is actually built into to quite a few societies around the world if you see you know you think about places like latin american countries and stuff like that where it's like everything literally shuts down and it's time for yes. siesta That's because our bodies actually are asking us for a little bit of downtime in the middle of the day. In many of our societies, instead of actually listening to our body's natural desire, Mm -hmm. the fact that our bodies are literally created to work in an optimal state, we are the only species who just chooses not to listen to our natural (laughs) That is true. Only humans are the only species who purposefully decide I'm just not gonna sleep. Like for no other reason right. than I've decided it's not really it, it shouldn't be on the top of my priority list and it's it's just not gonna get me anywhere, right? Sleep is right. seen these days as like a stigma of being lazy. Like you just said, I'm not gonna nap because it makes me feel like I'm I'm being unproductive. Right. When actually if you just took a break and laid down for 20 minutes, you'd probably feel a lot more refreshed mm-hmm. and be a lot better for whatever work it is you're gonna do mm-hmm. from 2 p.m. on. But we don't think of it that way. We're like, oh my no. God, taking a nap? What am I doing? I'm not, I'm not up, I'm not running around. It's the productivity race. And it's really, it's really the the unbalance of like the actual values mm-hmm. and what's important. Having said that, yes, if you struggle to have sleep, <laughs> you go to sleep during the night, maybe don't nap during right. the day. You're right. also gonna have a harder time if you're trying to do it like in the sunlight, you know. So mm-hmm. if you want to nap, you know, 
maybe a sleep mask, maybe get into a darker room. You're really only gonna look to wanna do it for maybe 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. max, or else you're gonna start like tapping into like a sleep cycle and you're, that's when you wake up from a nap and you actually feel groggier and under- yeah. because you've actually napped for too long. Yeah. But, you know, if you allow yourself, and even if you don't sleep, just to like lay down, mm-hmm. you know, body resting is still equipped, you know, it's it still does something for you. Okay. Give your eyes a break from the screens that we're all in every single day. Or if napping isn't really good good for you, the other thing is just get outside. I know that's mm-hmm. weird. If I'm, I'm in Canada and snow, it's a little hard to say that sometimes. It's <laughs> getting some sunlight, mm-hmm. you know, getting some fresh air, getting some sunlight, getting some of that natural blue light to hit your retina is gonna mm-hmm. ener- is going to energize you. That's literally what stops the production of melatonin, melatonin building up in your body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Nothing isn't really your thing. Go outside for 15 minutes. Let the light hit your eyes. You'd be surprised how energized and refreshed you can feel after that. Give your That's brain- true. Yeah, give your brain a chance to a mm. chance to relax because that too, our brains also can only we can only fo- focus for so long, right? Yeah, I mean, it's an hour. You're off to lunch anyway. So right. You might well stand up, move your body, get a get the energy. Yeah. Yeah, because like in the summer, and I'm not a cold weather person, so um, <laughs> in the summer I would go out and just just stand on the deck and just like I just needed like fresh air and that did help to kind of like reset me into um you know being ready for the next thing I needed to do but um so I agree and you know even the colder air may be better but you know I haven't been willing to try that (laughs) so because I'm like so cold air averse but um but you reminded me when you talked about the siestas I went to Barcelona wait I guess it's been about 15 years now and you know I was that American sleeping late because I was on a wacky time zone and you know adjusting anyway and got up to go out to get lunch and everything was closed (laughs) I was like what the heck (laughs) and that's when it was explained to me like the the community was in siesta But I thought that was interesting. So, um, so back to the hotel I went, you know, to just have something there. So, um, but that was, and, and then you reminded me like how animals are very instinctual and will go to sleep if they want to go, if they feel like they need to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. So my our cat sleeps like all day. Like, yeah, our dogs aren't walking around going, man, I'm tired, but that's right. Like- that's just ridiculous. I can't sleep. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. So okay. maybe we just go for a run instead. Like, <laughs> they just lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand that our lives don't, aren't, you know, right. It's easy to say, well, you know, we can't compare our lives to animals. But right. Right. to a certain degree, we, we actually can. We, we can. we can compare them in the sense that that is nature and every mm-hmm. being is created in a way to work in its optimal state. Mm-hmm. And the more you adhere to that, the better you're going to be health-wise overall. I think that's a good way to encapsulate it all. Yes. So what can our listeners do um, tonight to begin creating? Well, first of all, tell us what a night routine is and what they can do to begin creating one tonight. Yeah. So a night routine is something mm-hmm. that you're going to want to do, kind of some some habits that you're going to want to form to be able to help your body get used to a pattern and a rhythm 
of going to bed, right? So, like my sister-in-law. Like your sister-in-law, right? <laughs> so setting some boundaries for yourself, uh, creating a period of time where you actually close down for the day, you are clearing your mind of stresses, you are implementing whatever hygiene you need to do before bed, and you are taking some time to really relax and de-stress and get your body and your mind in a better, more optimal state to go to sleep, be able to fall asleep, and have a better quality of sleep, right? So we like to say we love it if this can kind of start an hour before it's time for you to go to bed. Some people find that super difficult to commit to. I say whatever you feel like right now today that you can kind of decide to give yourself a little bit of time for that wind down, start there. I always say that if you start to feel the benefit of something, you will be surprised at how you suddenly manage to carve out time for mm -hmm. it, <laughs> or how easier it is to start making it a priority in your life and you start to realize maybe I don't need to spend three hours watching television. Maybe I can do two and I can spend an hour winding down before mm -hmm. bed, right? Everything in life, as much as we want to talk about time management, which is a thing, there's a mm -hmm. finite amount of time, but mm -hmm. priority management is really what it eventually winds up coming down to, right? You're going to make That's the time true. for things that you decide are a priority. Mm -hmm. So understanding and feeling the benefits of sleep make it a lot easier for it to become a priority, right? So you're going to want to take a look at doing things like, everybody hears it, you know, limiting screen time before bed. Um, beyond the fact that like, scrolling through some things or watching certain things on TV can really be exciting to your nervous system, for instance, and it can have your mind maybe thinking about stressful things or, or you know, just really increase your adrenaline if you're just watching something action-packed or scary before sleep or whatever. But also just the fact that we are lit, kind of some of that blue light I was talking about before when we go outside to help energize ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. All the artificial light that we have around is a lot of that blue light that's coming from our screens, whether it's our phones, our TVs, our computers, uh, all of the artificial lighting that we have in our houses, right? All of that beaming mm -hmm. down on us in the evening is really it's stopping the production of melatonin in our bodies. And that's the hormone that is really initiating the fatigue and getting our bodies saying, okay, it's time to start winding down and ready to go to sleep. Um, it, it's keeping us awake right again mm -hmm, in, the mm -hmm, <laughs> in the future our bodies mm -hmm. cycle more with you know as yep. darkness falls that's when we're like okay it's time to start winding down we've eliminated darkness and i'm not out here saying it's unfortunate that we found electricity and now have lights right. <laughs> all of this blaring in our faces mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock at night isn't helping our sleep at all right, right. so if you if you can tear yourself away from your electronics and your devices an hour before bed, that alone is going to do you a world of good and is, you mm -hmm. are going to feel a shift in your mm -hmm. sleep. But even just doing things like, if you can't, at least dimming your screens, doing things like finding a good pair of blue light blocking glasses, it, it can help while you still have those things going on. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're going to want to do things like you're going to want to start cultivating a routine that's doing things like I said, clearing your mind and, and mm -hmm. eliminating stress, whether that's meditation, whether that's writing down in a worry journal, things that are on your mind that you just want to get out, do a brain dump, you put them on paper and then you close mm -hmm. them for the day. Some people like to do some gentle stretching or some yoga to help with their minds, a guided visualization. Mm -hmm. right? 
And then you're gonna wanna take a look at your, spend some time on your hygiene, obviously. Hopefully we're all brushing and flossing our teeth before we go to bed, mm -hmm. washing our faces and things like that. But a great thing to do is to take a hot shower, right? Hot showers are going to help to relieve tension in your body. It's gonna help your muscles to start relaxed. And it's also going to work with your biology as well. You have that nice, uh, comforting, relaxing heat in the shower. And then when your shower is done and your body temperature starts to drop, that is also going to help with the initiation of fatigue and signal to your body that it's winding down and it's ready for bed. That's why when we naturally get tired, part of what is mm -hmm. happening is our core body temperature is dropping. That happens in the afternoon at that siesta time uh -huh. that we're talking about. And if you've ever noticed, like when you are forcing yourself to stay up at night and you are tired, you're normally a lot colder. It's, mm -hmm. it's part of the biology that happens in your body when it's time mm -hmm. to go to sleep. So we're help we're actually helping that along. We have the comfort of the heat, and we literally are helping along that biological response of our bodies dropping in body temperature. And I just found it a great way to relax before bed. And I just imagine mm -hmm. day washing off of me and getting ready for bed. And then spend a little bit of time doing something for relaxation. So again, for some people that might be a guided meditation. Some people like to read in bed. Totally mm -hmm. nothing again that nothing that's getting you too excited. All right. <laughs> nice easy reading um you know i love to do a gratitude journal before bed to really put myself in a positive mm -hmm. mind state so all of the things that went well that day things to be grateful for there's nothing better than like being in a positive mood as mm -hmm. rather than remunerating over yeah. everything yeah. that happened that day you want to go to sleep in the best mood possible so you can wake up in a nice mood and start the day off well uh, there's you can also do breathing breath work is a fantastic way mm -hmm. to relax to initiate calm in the body and shift energy and then like I was saying in the workshop I love to bring in some of my reflexology as well mm -hmm. so if you tried that the other day I'm not sure but like those pressure points if you uh, if you were to take a look at your foot and you uh, <laughs> underneath the pads mm -hmm. of your the ball of your foot there the pads if you kind of are right in the middle mm -hmm. so kind of like right in here uh, it's like I'm forgetting that we're that we're on video here's my oh, foot. Yeah. Oh, there's your foot. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my little reflexology foot in here for everybody again today so we have like the the pads of our feet here the ball of our foot if we go down a little bit into uh the middle here mm -hmm. you're gonna notice like a little dip a little soft spot that is our solar plexus reflex and that is fantastic for initiating calm letting your body mm -hmm. go where it's time to release right in any reflexology session i do we're starting in that point we're ending mm -hmm. in that point um and you can do this on kids as well you can do this mm -hmm. for babies to help to help them calm down but really just putting a little bit of pressure in that area there mm -hmm. so what i like to do i like to use this ball i use mm -hmm. it before bed I just sit on my bed, I have the ball on the floor and mm -hmm. I'm literally using it to roll my foot. So I can concentrate on that middle area. I also like to do this inner ridge here. If we move over a little bit from the solar plexus mm -hmm. area, still under the ball of our feet, um, kind of in the arch of the foot there, we're getting around here is some of the adrenal reflexes. So our adrenal mm -hmm. glands get really stressed out and our adrenals mm -hmm. overdrive. You can always just do like a little finger walk just kind of manipulating that area of your mm -hmm. body or again on the ball really at the end of the night i do 30 seconds to a minute on each mm -hmm. foot i do the whole foot okay. those areas but really i get around to the whole foot any area that feels like it has 
a little buildup of tension. Mm-hmm. We call them crystalline deposits. If you ever feel like some crunchiness, that normally indicates that there's maybe a blockage, blockage, mm-hmm. sort of a blockage of energy, or you know you, that that particular organ or or mm-hmm. muscle might not be very happy. I know for me, at the end of the day, this under the little pinky toe here, this little. Mm-hmm. This little ridge is is the shoulder reflex. I love rubbing that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm, That's my mm-hmm. tension group. So I do that oh. 30 seconds to a minute. So that helps with shoulders? That's the shoulder reflex. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I do that for 30 <laughs> seconds a minute. But like I said, I like to kind of get the whole thing mm-hmm. around. I just notice my buildup does happen here. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, and that is the last thing I do before I go on I get under the sheets. Mm-hmm. And I go under the sheets, I turn off my lights, I put on my sleep mask. I never thought I would be somebody who slept with a sleep mask. Now it's like my savior of life. Yeah. I get under the sheets and I can I can feel like, and and maybe it's because it, that's why I got into it because it resonates with me, but you know, I can feel the flow of energy better. I can feel my body starting to relax. And it really mm-hmm. just, I just kind of start to sink into the bed and it really puts my body in a great state to start going to sleep. And so, and so, so the ball that you use, and and for just as a um, a, a note, for those of you who are listening on um, your podcast plat- platforms, you can go over to YouTube YouTube.com and search "Use Your Powers for Good" with Carolyn Ophamozel, and you will find this podcast and many others. But you'll find this one, and you can actually see what what Miranda is um, demonstrating um, if you want to just get a better understanding. But the ball that you use, yeah, is it like a stress a, ball? Or? I use, I personally use a squash ball. Okay. <laughs> you can use a squash ball. It's just a rubber, it's just like a solid rubber ball. Mm-hmm. You can use a squash ball, racket ball. You can use a lacrosse ball. You can use a mm-hmm. tennis ball if you want. They're a little, you know, the tennis balls are a little softer, but they'll yeah. still work. A lot of people use, there are actual acupressure, acuballs, mm-hmm. you see when they have like little um, pointy bits in them to really be able to really get that acupressure and that mm-hmm. really uh, working those things i happen to love the feeling of of mm-hmm. uh of, of the rubber ball but i also have acu balls as well that i use on my feet or on like on my back and different and different muscles so you'd be surprised what you just have around the house right you know what i mean like you'd be surprised what you might already have just to be able to you know so you don't have to go out there necessarily and invest in mm-hmm. you know 30 extra dollars for a new ball you'd be surprised what you have around the house that you can use and uh, yeah, I use that. If people foam rollers, if you have foam mm-hmm. rollers, roll oh, your yeah. body out for a few mm-hmm. minutes before bed. Let your muscles relax, right? Mm-hmm. It's anything that's going to really initiate calm in your body. And I feel like people are really going to find it's all about trying things out and and finding what works for you and establishing right. a routine that works the best mm-hmm. for you to really put yourself in an optimal state of sleep. But you're never going to know until you start trying it out. That is true. And, and and really just committing to setting that boundary yeah. for yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, and this is something for all of us who have gone to conferences and got those stress balls. Mm-hmm. You know, that that sit on your desk and you know, kind of accumulate, or you move from desk to drawer to drawer, whatever you, you're doing with them. Now you have something to actually do with them, right? So uh, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought about when you said um, using a stress ball. I thought about all of those um, those stress balls that I would pick up at conferences, and you know, not necessarily use, but the idea of having a stress ball at the time 
you know, just sounded like the right thing to, to have. <laughs> so now I have something to actually do this. I think it, they get you because, you know, you have stress. You see a stress ball and you say, okay, let's do it. But then you, you don't actually really use the stress ball in the way that um, that you think you are. But this is a great way to use that stress ball that you got from the conference. So um, one thing I wanted to talk about was how some of the things, as, as Miranda talked about some of the things to um, institute for your night routine, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about a few things that I've done since I had my um, workshop with Miranda. And I do feel a big difference. Um, I think my difference would have been bigger had I not had a glass of wine before I learned about this session. <laughs> so I think that set me back a little bit, but um, especially if I was trying to like, before I, I'm in a, a routine. So, you know, I think that, you know, um, having a glass of wine may have not as been as detrimental if I had already been in a good sleep routine. Um, but I, the things that I did, I um, took a shower at night, a nice hot shower at night, because I'm usually a shower in the morning girl. Um, but I took a shower at night and I let the hot water just kind of run on my face. And it really, that was so relaxing. So I did that. Well, let me back up a little. Uh, I did start at nine o'clock. So I wanted to go to bed at 10. So I started at nine. Um, and I have to tell you, I set my clock at clock for 9 p.m., but I did not get up until 9.15. <laughs> so there's that. But I did learn something from that. <laughs> I learned that I didn't need the four hour. The 45 minutes was fine. Um, so I, I, I got I um, got up at 9.15, I took my shower, I laid out my clothes for the next day, because believe it or not, even though I'm only like, work, I'm working from home and I'm not necessarily going out anywhere, that for me was like, you know, it was amazing that why can't I find anything to wear when I'm not leaving the house? I don't understand it. I only have to really deal with the top up so don't even have to match shoes to anything. So, um, but that was a a, um, a, a very it mentally helped, helping me, mentally preparing for the next day helped me. So yeah. set the clock, took a shower, got my clothes um, together, brushed my teeth, washed my face. Um, and then for relaxation, I just kind of, um, I just sat late quietly quiet in my bed because my husband hadn't come up to bed yet so I just kind of laid there quietly I guess that's a form of like some med light meditation um and then I have an eye mask as well and I yeah. never thought I would be an eye mask person um but I find that especially since you know my husband likes to have to likes to have the tv on and so I find that like when I really want to just kind of get myself um um, immersed in some type of relaxation and you know he does turn it down low so uh, I think like he's that person that just has to have it on like I grew up like that as well but um, in trying to just accommodate my transition into a more restful sleep I know that I can't watch TV um, so um, and then I also my iPhone has the, the dimmer screen I guess they call it the night screen or something so I put that on and so that was helpful too. And I 
I prayed that I would not pick up my phone <laughs> and look and prayer works because I did not pick up the phone and look. <laughs> so, so I've done that for <laughs> I've done that for um two nights so far. And the first night, you know, the first the next day after the first night, I was a little groggy, like I said, because I think you know, I learned about it, but I had the wine and I had already had it. So and then the next night, um um, I did not have the wine. I did all the, the routine. And then and today I feel better. So I'm better. I feel like I'm getting there. I'm not like 100% because I'm the, I'm a person that has practiced for a long, a long time. Like, you know, gone to bed late, you know, not prioritizing sleep, um, you know. And then, you know, it's funny. My husband and I will stay up late on Saturdays like just because we can I don't know that doesn't make sense but it's it makes, like it's it makes a lot of sense right you want to feel like you still you have control over your life right I adult I can do what I say and I think there's also that stigma too like people are like this is for old people right, right like exactly I can't be there now I can't I like like the day I started yawning at eight o'clock and being like, I think I can go to bed. You just feel like, well, that's it. I guess it's all downhill from here. Right, <laughs> but right, right, right. Once you can embrace how wonderful <laughs> you can feel and how wonderful right. you can enjoy the privilege of being able to be like, I'm tired. I'm gonna go to bed. Like, right. it really, it really takes a mindset shift, right? And like you talked about in the workshop, really, truly, what you're looking for is you create this nighttime routine. Is that this is something that you want to do consistently? Mm -hmm seven days a week like you should be doing this right as well and going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time to really have that pattern develop in your body to give yourself the best mm -hmm. chance of being able to fall asleep easier at night and also to reap the benefits of quality sleep mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. keeping a consistent bedtime and wake time is going to help your body actually right. get quality sleep as opposed to simply getting the hours in hours are great and they're necessary mm -hmm. but there are people out there i was doing this which is one of the things that led me to this sleep journey in the first place was when i hit a period of my life where i was sleeping i was sleeping eight to nine hours a day and i was waking up exhausted and i was like this doesn't make any sense how right. is this happening and that's when I really started to get into the study of sleep and really started to educate myself and put these practices in place to discover that doing things like keeping consistent timing actually gives you better quality sleep and mm. then for many of us not everybody but for many of us when we have better quality sleep we actually don't need as much of it ah. so now I feel better and have more energy than I did let's say a year ago, sleeping mm -hmm. at nine hours a day, I feel better now sleeping seven hours a night than mm. actually getting the quality sleep that I need. That is true. That is true. I, 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 can, I, can, I can see that because I, you know, you, you ideally think you need the eight hours to, you know, have, to have a productive sleep life, if you will. Um, but I have found that, um, on the few, very few, and I, I, I hate to say this, but a very, it's been very few occasions that I have awakened feeling like, oh, I'm ready to like tackle the world. And, you know, I feel so good. And, you know, I can count them probably on one hand how many times I've felt like that, that I can recall. And, but I love feeling like that. That was the thing. I loved it. 
And so, you know, that I think that goes to tie in also, like, what is your why for wanting to get a better night's sleep or more quality sleep? And, you know, you mentioned that in the, in the um, workshop and, you know, a lot of people said, you know, because they wanted to like um, be able to exercise or be able to do other things. And I don't really, I just, I just want to feel better. And you know, and, it, and that's it's it's it sounds simple, but I think I think once I when I feel better, then I'm more productive and all those other things that come along with it. Um, but you know, it, I can remember those few times and I just felt better, and it was like amazing to me because I've always had I've had a history of like you know burning the midnight oil and being stressed all the time because you know working in my city um, government job was, you know, always the, it was a 24 hour thinking type thing. So um, it just really, um, that was, so understanding why you want to do this is also important. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. So, so Miranda, tell us, how do you put more kindness into the world? How do I put more kindness into the world? Uh, I like to, uh, well, for starters, give what I want to get. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I believe in putting good energy out there in the world, and I believe to the best of our abilities, we, we normally eventually reap what we sow. But uh, mm -hmm. understanding has always been a really big thing for me, sharing joy. Uh, I, 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 I like people to feel better having known me, right? If, if mm -hmm. I cross with you, I would rather leave a good experience for you it's just kind of how 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 I've always felt and how I've mm -hmm. always been and kindness to me is so important I know it's there's 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 so much that we all go through in our lives and we are all you know we're all just working on mm -hmm. you know we are products of our experiences and what we've gone through in life and it is unfortunate that for that many people in the world are you know yeah. maybe not wind up being our favorite people in the world right. however i believe if you can have that element that understanding within yourself that we're all just dealing with what we've been through mm -hmm. trying to have some sort of an understanding doing your very best to to shed judgment and mm -hmm. and have some compassion is is really important because most of us are just kind of a lot of people who are doing maybe unkind things are mm -hmm. working out of pain and things mm -hmm. that they've been through, uh, which is another reason that got me into the the the, um, the path of healing. Mm -hmm. Is just there's there's a lot of a lot of people in this world who are who are hurting and passing that on, right? So yeah. the, the more I just feel that the more kindness and understanding and compassion you can mm -hmm. have to people. That's that's my little contribution in hoping that it's contributing to just the elevation of the world on a whole, just one person at a time. I mean, hey, if no one starts, then how do you get it to happen, right? It has to start somewhere, and you know, if if there are, you know, the, of the billions of people that are in the world, if you know a portion of us decide to to take the path that you have taken. Um, to put more kindness into the world, you know, just think about what that can result in. So that's beautiful. I love it. So Miranda, tell everyone what you're up to, what opportunities do you have for people who want to work with you and learn more about what you're doing? All right. 
Well, if you would like to work with me, there are a few different capacities. The biggest thing that is going on with me right now, the most exciting thing, and especially on this converse, this hour-long conversation we've had on sleep, I am launching a better sleep program at the end of the month. It's starting on January 31st. This is a program that I decided to put together after my own sleep journey, after my own sleep journey of being exhausted and fatigued uh, and really delving into learning more about sleep, using the science of sleep, using the energetics of sleep. So using my energy work that I do and the energy healing um, and really just implementing these things and the more that I that I talk to people and clients and friends and family, realizing just mm-hmm. of how much people are struggling and also learning more about the benefits of sleep and, and all of the ill effects of, of sleep deprivation, it became really important to me to share this. And that's why I decided to develop a program to really help people who are ready to make that shift and really put the investment into their overall health and want to be taking steps forward uh, really help their overall well-being. So my Better Sleep program starts in two weeks. Um, you can, it's a five-week system for busy people who struggle to fall asleep, get quality sleep, uh, struggle to set and and uh, stick to healthy sleep habits, everything that we've been talking about mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. listen to this and you realize you are really not prioritizing your sleep the way you're supposed to if you're part of that 75% that could really use some help in this area. Um, you can totally look me up. There's different ways to be in contact mm-hmm. with me. Uh, you can go to either, if you're concentrated on sleep, you can go to thesleepshift.com. So just like shifting your relationship with sleep, shifting your mindset, mm-hmm. uh, you know, shifting your your goals, thesleepshift.com. That's a little page that's just under construction, but it will redirect you to uh, the page to learn more about the program. You can also look me up on social media. You can find me on Instagram. My handle is High Hopes with Miranda. My company is High Hopes Transformation, but on Instagram you can find me in High Hopes with Miranda. So that's High H I C H Hopes H O P E S. So you know, just like that ant root move the rubber tree plant, he has high hopes. Right. Miranda. Miranda is M I R A N D A. You can find me on Facebook on that same handle, www.facebook.com slash High Hopes with Miranda. Type in High Hopes Transformation in Facebook to find my business page. Or you can just look up my name. You can type Miranda Liverpool. Thus far, I still seem to be the only one around. It's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you can always just look me up, connect with me there. Uh, You can book healing sessions with me. You can take a look at the sleep program. Uh, We can stay connected if you want to you know, stay in contact to learn more tips or hear about events that are happening and then, you know, follow me, stay in touch and you can find me. Yes. And I encourage everyone to at least check out Miranda and and the work that she does. You know, I, I promise you that you will feel good if you institute some of those things. I felt good. So I'm only telling you what I have experienced. So check her out. And um, and if you care about wellness and if you want to be a good leader, get some sleep. Oh my goodness, just get some sleep, right? <laughs> some quality sleep, some quality sleep. All right, thank you so much, Miranda, for joining me today here. 
and sharing such valuable information. I really do appreciate it. I'm sure that the listeners will get a lot of good um, information out of that and, and things they can do immediately. So until next time, be better today than yesterday. Be better tomorrow than today. Bye for now.